time now for Minds Over Matter, the Bay Area's favorite quiz show. Today, moderator Dana Rodriguez is joined by two panelists, technical editor Kira Pace and educator Laurie Fisher. Now, here's your host, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Joanne, and I want to salute your ability to pronounce any name on air. I appreciate that. And uh, welcome to Minds Over Matter. We hope you are having a lovely Saturday morning, and we do hope you can spend the next hour with us, because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program, so naturally what we are looking for is your participation. Uh, If you give us a call now, we will get you on the air soon. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that is area code 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, yes, we have a toll-free number, 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. We also have the option of contacting us via email, and uh, that address is mindsovermatter1 at, g- at uh, gmail.com. So that is M I N D S O V E R M A T T E R 1. That's the numeral one. Minds over matter 1 at gmail.com. We would rather talk to you, but if you want to get through via email, you can feel free to do that with a question or answer. Again, the two numbers are area code 415 or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Please give us a call soon. We want to talk to you, and we want to get you on the air. We do not want to miss your calls at the end of the show, uh, because this is all about the give and take with our audience. And we'll be giving you questions momentarily. I also want to remind you, you can hear us in live stream at KALW.org. And, of course, if you'd like to hear the podcast, it should be up in a reasonable amount of time today. Also at KALW.org and many, many other places, but start with KALW. I'm sure that would be appreciated. All right. As I said before, we're going to start with a round of introductions. I think I said it before. And here's the first. On behalf of all the animals in her neighborhood, Kira Pace hopes it's a low-scoring game. <laughs> yes, that is, that is true. Uh, we get a lot of fireworks here. Um so, so fingers crossed. Uh, it was if the forty ers if the forty ers win, will will that even if they win by a small margin, will that cause the uh, upper? Yes, level? there there yeah. will be fireworks regardless. Uh, <laughs> but um, the fewer touchdowns scored, perhaps the fewer fireworks set off. But right. uh, maybe not. Maybe it will make no difference. Is your at all. dog firework sensitive? Uh, she is not a fan. She is right. uh, not at all a fan, uh, but neither are several of the other dogs and cats in our neighborhoods and uh, and wildlife. Um, it was not 20 years ago today, but rather 50 years ago yesterday that Lori Fisher was mesmerized watching the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. And to all his best questions for today's show. It's true. They all come from there. And when our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, thinks of this Sunday... February 11th. It's not the Super Bowl that comes to mind, but the birth date of three people 
who have helped make many lives more enjoyable. Thomas Edison, inventor, Joseph L. Mankiewicz, writer and director, and Paul Lee Fermer, world traveler and scholar. Very nice. All right. And uh, I'm sure you all have, have your own opinions out there, but that's mine. And we'll begin the questioning with Kira Pace. Okay. Um, so I have a couple leading questions for you. Uh, leading question number one uh, actually, I'm not going to do one of them. So just one leading question. And it's this. The area between Kirkham and Kintara Streets uh, from 27th to 39th Avenue is known by what architect's name? So here in the city, in San Francisco, that area of the sunset, the piece of the sunset between Kirkham and Kintara from 27th to 39th. Uh, it's a little wow. sub-neighborhood uh, that goes by what name, which is the name of an architect. And the architects associated with that region? Like, did that yep. architect design places there? It, oh. it, yes, that is correct. So it's an architect, for instance, it's not the uh, landscape designer of Golden Gate Park or something like that. That's so correct. It's an architect. All right. And, and is this architect really well known? Um, probably no. not. Uh, okay. Certainly, uh, probably not outside the Bay Area. Oh, okay. Well, know. while some somebody will call in, somebody will <laughs> live in that area and will call in with the answer. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, I'm going to give you the names of some buildings, and I just want you to tell me the architect who is credited with that building. Just before you do that, give mm-hmm. the give the parameters of the area you're talking about once more. Just sure. Uh, Kirkham to Kintara, so K to Q, uh, 27th to 39th Ave. Hmm. Okay. And that's the sunset. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, okay. So here are some buildings, and I, I want you to tell me the architect credited with these buildings. So I have seven of them. The first is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. The second is the London Aquatics Center for the 2012 Olympics. That's in London. Uh, the third one is the Guggenheim Museum in Bilbao. Um, number four is the Cathedral of Brasilia. And for that one, I could have picked hundreds of buildings in Brasilia. I chose the Cathedral of Brasilia. Uh, but again, could have been one of hundreds. Uh Number five is the demolished home at 49 Hopkins Street in San Francisco. The home that was demolished uh, without um, whatever, uh, was not allowed without permit, demolished 49 Hopkins Street in San Francisco. Number six is the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture. And the last one is the Transamerica Pyramid. And I will accept two answers for that one. So once again, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, London Aquatic Center for the 2012 Olympics, Guggenheim Museum Bilbao, Cathedral of Brasilia, Demolished Home at 49 Hopkins Street in San Francisco, the Smithsonian National Museum of African History and Culture, and the Transamerica Pyramid. Uh, go ahead. Excellent question. No, no, I was going to because none popped to mind and I'm stalling. So instead of Dana, take over. There's two I almost know. Well, the the one in Bilbao, the Guggenheim Museum, that's Frank Geary. 
That is Frank Geary. Oh, nice. Uh, and that's a bell. Right. The Trans-America Pyramid, I might know. I have to think about that for a minute. Um, again, I'm accepting two answers for that one. Two answers. Mm-hmm. All right. So there are no repeats in this. They're all different answers. That is correct. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. The Trans-America has been in the news, right? They're refurbishing it and making it more public friendly and putting it in some mixed-use space in the bottom. I'm pretty sure. That would be uh, um, that would be awesome. Yeah, I want to put one of their little public uh, parks in there. The I, I, think, I think they want that. As yeah, I, I think that would be so great. Brought, the Rock and Roll Hall Museum is somebody famous, and I will come it up with somebody. It, just, it yeah, is. It is somebody over. famous. Yeah. I almost said it was that was Frank Geary too, but she said there's no repeats on it. So right. And I don't think it was Philip Johnson. I don't think so. Dana, does that ring a bell, so to speak? I don't think it's Philip Johnson either. Yeah. Um, No, it it is definitely somebody famous, though. Yeah. You're right. I could have picked something else that was way more notable for this one uh, in a different country, but I I chose um, chose the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But this that's a good, yeah, this person's famous. One of the ones she's... She's talking about is Norman Foster because it has to be one of them has to be Norman Foster because he's, he's one of the most famous architects. Oh, none of them are Norman Foster. Mm-hmm. No, and I don't, yeah. he has nothing to do with the Trans America Pyramid. <laughs> he's visited it a couple of times. Not that I know of. Right. Certainly, certainly not credited with, and not the London Aquatic Center either. No. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. Just repeat that once more, please. Sure. Um, the first, the leading question was that the area between Kirkham and Kintara streets from 27th to 39th Avenue is known by what architect's name? Also, I've given you the names of some buildings, and I want you to tell me the architect credited with that building. And the ones we have left are the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the London Aquatic Center from the 2012 Olympics, the Cathedral of Brasilia, the demolished home at 49 Hopkins Street in San Francisco, the Smithsonian National Museum of, Amer- of African American History and Culture, and the Trans America Pyramid. Right. Hey, Dana, and, I have a question. Uh, I have a question for you, Dana. For curious, yeah. who, who designed the Disney Center in Los Angeles? Was that Gary? That one was Gary. Okay, I, I think that might have been what he was thinking of when okay. he was thinking of the All right. rock so and he's roll not the thing. he's not the rock and roll. Okay. All right. Okay. And Laura, you go ahead, please. All right. Well, last time I was on two weeks ago, the Oscar nominations had been announced. And I noticed that Oppenheimer and Barbie were nominated. So I asked a question about films nominated for Best Picture that only had one word, and it was the last name of the person, a real person, Wilson, Patton, and Disraeli. I'm reversing the question now, and I want to know the six movies that were nominated that have the first name only, that's the entire title, of a real person. So the answer is there are six titles in which it's one person's name, and it's just a single word. It's actually six and a half because one of these people, I'm not positive is real, but the others are. So I'm not looking for Amadeus, which was a middle name, and I'm not looking for JFK, which is initials. These are just a single word first name. This week so, it's Frida. Yeah, Frida's not, Frida was not nominated. It wasn't nominated as a best picture? Well, every time that happens, I got a check. No, no, I'm sure you're so. right. Okay. Yeah. So is one of them Ray then? One of them is Ray. 2004. Very good. Give yourself a bell for that. 
Frida's a great gasser. Of course, somebody's going to check on that after the show, not yeah. during the show. But Had it only going. been right. Yeah. <laughs> so are you saying that the um, uh, the entire title of the film is just the first name or that's just part of the title? It's the entire first, the, the first name is the entire title as it was in Patton and Israeli and Ray. And how far back do we go? We go back to the 30s and go up through the 2020s. That's hmm. a pretty long range. Right. And well, I'll give you a hint later on. Okay. Uh, all right. Just repeat that if you would, please. Okay. So I'm looking for the uh, films nominated for Best Picture in the history of the Oscars, in which the entire title is the first name of a real person. And Dana got Ray. Uh, Karen Gasfrida, which I don't think was correct, so I'm looking for the other five. All right. And just to remind you, the two numbers to join us, area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Cynthia is emailed and asked if the architect in the sunset was Henry Dolger. Yeah. Is that correct? Dolger, yes, like Dolger, Dolger City. excuse me. Yes, it's known as Dolger City. Uh, really? She is the architect behind many of the houses uh, that are in that area. Also, uh, several neighborhoods outside of uh, San Francisco, like in the in the Bay Area, but in, in particular in the Sunset. Nice. Right. Good. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Yeah, hi. Um, I have the name of the architect for the um, is it 39 Hawkins, I believe. <clears throat> oh, I thought it was 49, but I could 49 be 49 Hawkins. Yeah, okay. my mistake. That is Richard Neutra. Yes, with oh, his good job. beautiful numbers, the Neutra numbers. Thank you. Thank you for calling in with that. Yeah, I used to live down the street from that home and loved it and hated to hear about that story. That home was so beautiful. Uh, I loved driving by it. Uh, it is. It is a shame that it is gone. Well, is that the film that tore down because he wanted to build a one of those McMansions? Yeah. yeah, right. I'm sorry. Um, anything else, caller? Uh, no, thank you so much. Love your show. Bye bye. Oh, thank you. Appreciate your calling. Thank you. So- Kira, the house was demolished because not because of the weather or anything, or yeah, just... yeah, it was built oh. specifically for the lot in which it was. It was a uh. sort of, I think, an odd narrow lot, and, it, and he built this house, uh, gorgeous house. Uh, the all the the photos in the interior looked astonishing, and uh, yeah, somebody tore it down to build some bigger <laughs> thing. All right. And all right, let me give you a couple of questions here. So first, a very serious question. What are the three best-selling non-chocolate cookies in the United States? What are the three best-selling non-chocolate cookie brands in the United States? One oh, guess, please. Fig Newtons. No. Yes, very good. Yes. Although they're not, did you know that they're not called Fig Newtons anymore? They're called Newtons. Just Newtons? Yeah. yeah. What happened what happened? The fig people. Well, they have a few different flavors now. Yeah. So, so yeah. none of them are chocolate. That is one yeah. of them, right? So the again, the three best-selling non-chocolate cookies in the United States, and Newtons, or we used to be Fig Newtons, is one. Would would, right. would Graham would Graham crackers count? That does not count. Mm-mm. It's not a cookie, or it's not on the list, or neither. 
Uh, it is um, it is not a cookie. Right. No. And does uh, do chocolate chips count uh, toward chocolate? Yeah, oh, they yeah. Do. Okay, oh, so like the chips so are no chocolate account. at all okay. in, the, in these cookies. No chocolate. No chocolate was harmed in the making of this cookie. Right. Um, I'm gonna give, I think I'll give you this too. I, I'm going to give you three questions here. What is the most popular ice cream flavor in the United States currently that does not have a flavor in its name? What is the most popular ice cream flavor in the United States currently that does not have a flavor in its name, as in chocolate or vanilla? So is it like a, is it one of these pun titles like fish food or that, that Ben and Jerry does? Uh, no, it's not a pun title. No. What about uh, Superman ice cream? Hmm. Superman ice cream. No. Mm-mm. I will Joanne tell you it's getting- in the, it's in the top 10 of most popular ice creams. Oh. In the U.S. So once more, what is the most popular ice cream flavor in the United States currently? Oh. Or as of 2023? How about Rocky Road? No. Moose Tracks? Oh, wait a no. minute. Rocky Road's got to be in there. It's, it's just not in the top ten, that's all. all right. uh, jo- Joanna's guessing vanilla wafers for the cookie. Nope. Ooh. Oh, vanilla wafers. Yeah, you're right, Joanna. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the ice cream for some reason, right? Uh, yes, Joanne is right. So just let me go with this again, please. Um, the, what are the three best-selling non-chocolate cookies in the United States? So far we have Newton's and vanilla wafers. We're looking for the last one on there. Uh, what is the most popular ice cream flavor in the United States currently that does not have a flavor in its name? Keep that in mind. And all right, last question here. I'm going to give you six um, the countries from which six, the last six best actresses, let me start that again. What are the, I'm going to give you a list of six countries. I want you to tell me the last winner of the best actress Academy award to come from those countries. Okay. To be born there, to be born in these countries. Okay. The last winner going backwards, uh, of the best actress Academy award to be born in these various countries. There are no repeats. So, number one, Malaysia. Number two, Germany. Number three, Israel. Number four, India. Number five, Japan. And number six, Canada. So, going backwards from most current to oldest, um in terms of uh, the winners oh who are the last winners of the best actress academy award to be born in these various countries number one malaysia number two germany number three israel number four india number five japan number six canada i'll give you each one yes yes carrie you want to go i can do a few of these so if well, the uh, one I think I know is Israel. I think it must be Natalie Portman. That is correct. Natalie Portman. Okay. Tell us what get, what she won again for. Was, uh, Black Swan. That's my right. My husband's favorite film of all time. Really? Right. Yeah. Seen it more often than, than Natalie Portman has, I'm sure. I don't I don't want to take Malaysia. So I will take I think Japan and 
Lori, you're going to have to, this might have to be like a tag team effort if I get the wrong one. Is that one de Havilland? Say it again. Is it who? Olivia de Havilland. Did I get oh, the wrong Olivia one? Olivia de Havilland? Um, who's the, who's the sister? Uh, Joan, Joan Fontaine. Is it Joan yeah. Fontaine then? If it's not no, Olivia. Joan Fontaine actually was born in California. Uh, okay. Olivia de Havilland was born in Japan. You're right about that. And okay. Oh, so that was yeah, the right one? the most recent. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's excellent. And okay. then um, jo- uh, Joanne is guessing Michelle Yeoh for um, Malaysia. That is correct. Michelle nice Yeoh is Malaysia. All right. So, again, I'm asking, I'm giving you a list of countries, and I want to tell you the last winner of the Best Actress Academy Award to be born in these countries. Uh, we have Malaysia, Germany, Israel, India, Japan, and Canada. So, so far we have Michelle Yeoh, Malaysia, Natalie Portman, Israel, Olivia de Havilland, Japan. So we're still looking for Germany, India, and Canada. And what is the most popular ice cream flavor in the U.S. that does not have a flavor in its name? And looking for that. And what are the three best-selling non-chocolate cookies, cookie brands, I should say, in the United States? So far we have... Newtons, usually lesser, uh, usually known as Big Newtons, or uh, vanilla wafers. Uh, we have both of those and one left. I, I have one more ice cream guess, but I'm not sure if you count these as flavors. Cookies and cream. Yeah. So I mean, I it's the flavor of cookie and the flavor of cream. Yeah, so. yeah. So those are flavors. You think they both are disqualifiers? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I thought you were going to bring up like Neapolitan. Like, do you call that mm-hmm. one flavor because it's just? I don't think anybody buys together. Yeah, Neapolitan would count, but it's not a. It's not as high as it used to be, as far yeah. as uh, that goes. Not as high as uh, no, yeah, not that right. there are actual choices in the freezer section. Uh, Ernie says that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was designed by I.M. Pei. Ernie that is correct. correct. Yeah, All, right. Good job. Go, All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. That, that must be me. It is you. Okay, this is Roger in San Francisco. Um... Was the Israeli actress Gail Gadot? You know that's that's a wonderful guess, but she she didn't win for best actress, oh, she did. uh, she and did. Natalie Portman did. So yeah, it's the last uh, winner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, listen. Um, in the middle of the nineteenth century, this is Lincoln's birthday is coming up, so this is a Lincoln related thing. In the middle of the nineteenth century, there was a style of facial hair for men called a Dundreary. Who or what was a Dundreary? Can you spell that? Do you mind? D U N Dreary. D R E A R Y. Dreary. Dundreary. It was a style that was affected by everybody. It took it by storm. There were members of Lincoln's cabinet who had it. There was a British prime minister. It was an enormous style. What did it look like? And who was Dundreary? Was that the one that it was at? It was no mustache. And it was just a rim of. of a beard going down. You're, you're, you're on the right. Face. Actually, it was very extended sideburns, carefully combed, that it just hung straight down to the collar. Oh, I see. Done. Right. Yeah. Now, who was Don Drury? That I do not know. No, that name is not familiar he, to he me. He was a character in a very famous play that was so successful. The uh, It was a minor role, but the actor who played it he put so much business in, he became the star of the show. 
so much so that a very famous person wanted to see the show again, even though he didn't care much for the show. Who was that famous person? I guess this must have been John Wilkes Booth. No, it was Abraham Lincoln. No, no, John Wilkes <laughs> oh, okay. Booth. Oh, I thought John you were saying the actor. actor. John Wilkes Booth was not in the show. Uh, so you're, I, I imagine you're talking about our American cousin, right? You are right. Yay, yeah. Right. Now, when did, who wrote that? When did it, when did it um, premiere? And what was remarkable about the first run, the second run, and the London run? I don't know who wrote it. I I know the actress who starred in it was Laura Keene. Laura Um, Keene. Who was Laura Keene? She was a, was she a British actress? She um, was British, but what was her distinction in the theater world? She she has a peculiar distinction in the uh, in the of uh, the American theater history. In is fact, it her soctolizing or soctolizing? Soctologizing? Uh, you're, you're getting right yeah, to the famous line. You're getting to the famous. <laughs> is that a line Laura from the play? Jean was uh, the first successful woman producer. She picked up this uh, American cousin. She picked up the American rights and she opened it in New York. At her own theater, the Laura Keene Theater. Remarkable woman. What was remarkable about that first run, the second run, and the London run? Were they, did they have some, was it the longevity of the runs? I know that it yes. was a tremendous yes. success. Yes, they were all records. The, the opening run at the Laura Keene Theater was 253 performances, an all-time record. It went on to play... Again, and then in London in 1860, it ran for a record-breaking, and it was stayed a record for a long time, 500 consecutive performances. It was the most successful play. <laughs> now, who was the character? The character, Dundreary, was in that play, and he was an effete British aristocrat, a stock character, played by a British actor called Edward Askew Southern. Now, what was his connection with Mr. Lincoln's involvement in the play? Did he get the laugh line? Ooh. He was he was uh, playing in the performance that Mr. Lincoln saw at Ford's Theater. Right. Was, he the, Did, was he the one who was speaking, or um, I think Gary was leading up to this? Yeah, when, the laugh line. He got. Did he was the was he the line, one who the delivered the laugh line? line. You no, it wasn't him. That was the, uh, that was the other star. No, okay. Don Jerry was a, 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 a character played by Southern. Um, it was a minor role. He beefed it up. He became the star. He played it for the rest of his life. It was an enormous, successful show. But Mr. Lincoln really had seen the show, didn't think much of it, but he did like Southern's performance so much that he agreed to take Mrs. Lincoln to it. Now, the next question. How did Mrs. Lincoln enjoy the show, apart from that? She loved it. She loved it. That's right. She was falling out with laughter. Now, the soctologizing life, why was, what's the importance of that line? It was so powerfully funny that everybody would be laughing. Nobody would notice or even hear what was going on otherwise. And I think that was the line that he got shot to. That's right. Booth knew the show very well. He'd never been in it, but he did know the show and he was well known at Ford's. Now, when the... in fact, what happened when he shot? What happened right after he was shot? He he jumped from the. Uh, no, that was a the... little later. Right away, 
Here's the thing. Nobody heard the shot. It was correct. The laughter drowned it. Nobody heard it. Nobody knew what was going on. The actors were continuing until Mr. Mr. Booth jumped out. That was an 11-foot drop. He injured his leg. What did he say when he landed? Uh, Six Semper Tyrantis. That's right. And the doubtful lies again. Very, very, very good. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay. And you are listening to Minds Over Matter. Uh, we are here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're enjoying the show, we would love to talk to you. If you have a question or answer for us, those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Our panel today, that would be Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher, teacher at Davo Valley College, on your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is K-A-L-W, your local public radio question. Uh, no. <laughs> Excuse me. Indeed. Um, uh, Benjamin uh, sent an email. said, answering Kira's question, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is I am. Hey, Brasilia Cathedral and everything else is La Cor- Corbassier. Is that, that, that is not correct. That is not correct. Okay, sorry. Uh, uh, I believe this person was inspired by by Le, uh, by Le Corbusier. Sorry, terrible French pronunciation. Right. I'm that's sorry. Right. But uh, no, it is not. All right. Okay. Um, okay. And where are we here? Oh, he uh, was sorry. right about I am pay, though. He was right. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, it's your turn here. Yes. All right. I have a few more of these. I'm just going to do these. Uh, I'm going to, I did this, I think, last week as well. Um, I'm going to give you a list of short story titles. For each mm. title, you tell me the mainstream release movie that was based on it. So, for example, if I said Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption, you would tell me the Shawshank Redemption, but they will not be that easy. Um, so, I have six. The first one is called Beware of the Dog by Roald Dahl in 1944. The second one is called It Had to Be Murder by Cornell Woolrich in 1942. These are published. These were when they were published. Sorry. Uh, Number three is Opera Hat by Clarence Buddington Kelland, published in 1935. Number four is The Sentinel published by Arthur C. Clarke in 1951. Number five is A Situation of Gravity, published by Samuel W. Taylor Taylor in 1957. And uh, the last one is We Can Remember It For You Wholesale, published by Philip K. Dick in 1966. So again, these are short stories that became mainstream movies under different names. Uh, so I give you the short story title. You tell me the name of the mainstream release movie. So again, they are Beware of the Dog by Roald Dahl. It Had to Be Murder by Cornell Woolrich. Opera Hat by Clarence Buddington Kelland. The Sentinel by Arthur C. Clarke. A Situation of Gravity by Samuel W. Taylor. And We Can Remember It for You Wholesale by Philip K. Dick. Uh, it had to be... Yeah, it had to be murder. I think that's rear window. It is rear window. Oh, nice. 
Oh, good. It's both yeah. rear windows, in case you want yeah. to. Yeah, he's a terrific uh, story writer. Uh, and Opera Hat is um, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Yes, I would also have exe- uh, accepted Mr. Deeds, the 2002 Adam <laughs> Sandler movie. But yes, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. And it's a long chef. Um, is you wear the dog, I'm uh, I'm sort of familiar with. Um, this one actually legitimately does have two answers. Um, and it's a movie with James Garner, and and I'm trying to think of which one it is now. So I had to think about that. Uh, I have two long shot guesses. Is the mm-hmm. Sentinel the day the year stood still? No. Okay. And is the Philip K. Dick? Dana, what was Minority Report based on? Is that it? I don't remember. It was a Philip K. Day. I'll, I'll guess that. How about Minority Report? It is not you? Minority Report. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. What was the Philip K. Day? Is it I Can Remember It For You Wholesale? We Can Remember It For You Wholesale. Yeah, Lori's kind of oh, sort of got how about to- general idea. This is for Dana. How about Total Recall? Was that based on that? You, can, you, just, you just said it. Say it's okay. Total Recall because that's Total correct. Recall. Is what I'm yes, doing. Total <laughs> Recall. Nice job. Right. Okay. And which ones are still out there? Karen? Okay. Still out there are Beware of the Dog, The Sentinel, and A Situation of Gravity. The Sentinel is a science fiction one. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of the 50s science fiction films. So, Hmm. It's a, one of the major science fiction. Well, that's why I thought it was the day the earth stood still. So it, yeah, it's not that because we had that last week. Remember, um, uh, it's um, like the beast from twenty thousand fat. No, it's but it's not that. It's um, it's not it came from outer space. It's going to be a serious one, I would think. It's going to yeah, it's going to be one of the early fifties ones, uh, the bigger ones. Um, Anyway, okay, leave it out. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Good morning, Tom and Debbie in Napa. Hi. Good morning. Hey, hey, hey. So, um, is Spumoni one of the flavors? I can't imagine that made Ooh. the top ten. It yeah, I'm not have. sure what Spumoni means, to tell you the truth, uh, but it's not, it's, not <laughs> in the, it's not in the top ten of flavors. Let's put it that way. Okay, so I suppose the word spumoni could be a flavor. Who knows? I don't. I, no, I don't. I don't know. Uh, honestly, I think it's like Neapolitan. It's uh, something. Yeah, we'll, we'll Google it. So, um, the U.S. Postal Service in 2007 introduced the forever stamp, uh, and my two questions are: How many times have they raised the price of the forever stamp? And the real hard one, what is the current price today of a first-class stamp? Is it 62 cents? Something like that? Higher. Higher? Yeah. I was going to say 59 cents. It, it, um, it is in the 60s, and it is higher. Yeah, it's, is it 64 or 67? It's one of those two. 67? Uh, 68 cents is the... Uh, 68. 68 cents, Okay. okay. It shows you how often you go in and buy individual and what, stamps. What was the price when they started it in 2007? 41 cents. Mm. Wow. All right. And any guess on how many times it was raised to get 
from 41 to 68. In 17 years. So I'll guess four times. They never raise it by a penny, so it's yeah. usually at least two cents. Yeah, two or three. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess nine, nine times. So, well, uh, split the difference. It's five. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, and my second question, um, outside the United States, what is the country where McDonald's has been most successful with uh, 15, 1,500 stores and $6.5 billion in sales? <laughs> How about Mexico? No. How about, uh, uh, how about Russia? One continent. Russia? No. Okay. Different continent? Or have we hit the right continent yet? Nope. <laughs> how about either, how about France? Is, it, is France one? <laughs> yeah. France is the country. France? They wow. like their cheeseburgers, I guess. Love the show. Go now. Thank you. The Royale? What was? Yeah, the- you know, it's called the Royale with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patricia is wondering if the Sentinel is the 2001 Space Odyssey. Well, uh, Patricia is correct. Oh, it is. Nice. 2001 Space Odyssey. He was not the only one to guess that, I, I suspect. And Peter also did. Okay. Um, well, yes. Patricia and Peter are both correct. All right, there you go. There you go. And Lori, uh, actually, before we do get to that, let's quickly repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. Kira, we'll start with you. All right. Um, I've given you the names of some buildings, and I want you to tell me the architect credited with that building. Um, The ones we have left are London Aquatic Center for the 2012 Olympics, the Cathedral of Brasilia, the Smithsonian National Museum of African-American History and Culture, and the Transamerica Pyramid. Also, uh, I've given you the list of, or a list of some short story titles. Uh, For each title, you tell me the mainstream release movie that was based on it. And the ones we have left there are Beware of the Dog by Roald Dahl, published in 1944, and A Situation of Gravity by Samuel W. Taylor published in 1957. And I'm going to assume, perhaps wrongly, but I'm pretty sure, uh, is that the architect for the the Museum of African-American Culture, History, is also an African-American. That is incorrect. He is African. I use non-American. Okay. All right. Uh, But he's not He might actually, he might. That was my idea. Yeah, he, he might be. He might be British, uh, or at, at some point he might have moved to the UK, but I'm not actually sure about that. All right. And Laurie. Uh, I am looking for Oscar-nominated uh, movies, nominated for Best Picture, in which the entire title is a single word, and that word is the first name of a real person. We got Ray. The clue, two clues I'll give you is, of the five left, three are men and two are women. And there's a half one, because I'm not sure if this person was real or not. I think there's some dispute or not. Uh, Joanne is guessing Francis. Francis wasn't nominated for Best Picture, but a great guess. And these are all real people you mentioned. They're all real people. One is Except- a nickname, but the, the one, one of the guys, it's his nickname, but it's the nickname he's known by. Like, you'd have to look up his first name. So that's the, everybody knows this person by that name. Okay. And uh, I have a list of the three best-selling non-chocolate cookie brands in the United States. So far, we have 
Newtons, big Newtons used to be, and uh, vanilla wafers or vanilla wafers. I don't know why they keep changing, change that. But um, what's the one left on that list? What is the most popular ice cream flavor in the United States currently that does not have a flavor in its name? It's one of the 10 most popular flavors in the U.S. And uh, I gave you a list of the countries uh, where the um, the last, going backwards in a chronological sense, the last winner of the Best Actress uh, Academy Award was born. So we have Malaysia, Germany, Israel, India, Japan, and Canada. So Malaysia was Michelle Yeoh, Israel, Natalie Portman, Japan, Olivia de Havilland. So we're still looking for Germany, India, and Canada. What who was the last winner of the Best Actress Academy Award to be born in those countries? And Laurie, I think it is your turn. All right. Well, in my intro, I mentioned that yesterday was the 50th anniversary of the Beatles appearing in the Ed Sullivan Show, and these are related to that show. One I've asked it away before, but I'll ask it differently tonight. So there's three of them. Number one, in his introduction to the Beatles, Ed Sullivan mentioning getting a telegram uh, from a, a celebrity wishing the Beatles good luck, and he mentioned it specifically on the show. Who was that celebrity? There was, as Ed Sullivan does, it was, a, it was a show of many different things, and there was one Broadway show featured on that night. What was the Broadway show that was featured? And there's something really special about it. And the last one is the Beatles sang five songs. Only one of them they did not write. Which of the songs they performed did they not write? So what celebrity sent them a telegram that Sullivan talked about on the show? What Broadway play was represented there? And of the five songs the Beatles sang that night, all terrific, by the way, which one did they not write? Oh, good. I thought you guys would not. The, the, well, the go-to guess for the one they did not write is, is, is that one from the Music Man, Till There Was yeah, You? What? Yeah. Yes. yes. Till There Was You by Mary Wilson. They did sing that beautifully. Right. All right. Let's give yourself a bell on that. Kara, do you have one? Nope. You probably, you probably didn't watch the show. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Was, wasn't alive for that one. Well, that's it. Shabby excuse. So again, what you what? Tell us what you were looking for here. I'm looking for Ed Sullivan in his introduction celebrating the Beatles, and he received a telegram from this performer who wished them luck on their show. Who was the performer? And then, as he did, there he, he would have scenes from Broadway shows, musicals. He did have a scene from a Broadway musical, a, a big number. And once you get that, there's something really interesting and special about that number. So the person that sent them a telegram, was this a musician as well? Yes. Like did Elvis send them a telegram? Yes. Elvis Presley wished him luck, not knowing that his career was about to take a huge hit. Yeah. Elvis and Tom Parker constructed a telegram, which Ed Sullivan read. I didn't read it, but he mentioned it very happily. Great okay. Well, that was, nice. that was gracious. Looking for, yeah. We'll leave the Broadway play out to the audience unless you guys want to take a hack at it. I'll, I'll guess Bye Bye Birdie on account of the Elvis connection. You know, it's such a great guess, but that wasn't it. Okay. So it was something, it was running on Broadway right yeah. at that time. Correct. And was it a long running show? Yes. Very famous. And it was obviously a musical. It was. It, it's, nothing, it's, it's too late for Camelot, isn't it? It's not Camelot. Oh, Camelot was a couple years before that. Yeah, and you know, they could it could be a revival, but I'm pretty sure this was the its initial run. Okay, all right. 
You know? Leave it out there. Somebody will know. It has a famous sub question once you get to that that we'll fill in. Wait, wait, and, when were the Beatles uh, on Ed Sullivan? Yeah, the first time was February 9th, uh, 1964, 50 years ago yesterday. Okay, that's 60. Yes, I said 60. Yes. Was that 60 years? Yeah, that's with the six. Holy mackerel. Okay, maybe it's 60 years. <laughs> Sorry. <ago. laughs> oh, Sorry, 50 God, just didn't seem right. right. All right. Okay. That is 60. That, no wonder you weren't alive. I take it all back. Yeah. All right. And so about let's the go math to the call. And I'm um, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Uh, good morning. This is Eid. So since Hi. you mentioned Robert Oppenheimer, I have a couple of questions about him. He was a great man. He really was not only a great man, he was a great human as well. Okay. So very happy to say I actually met Robert Oppenheimer at UC Berkeley. Um, he was teaching in Princeton then, but he visited Berkeley some, uh, several times and actually took one of his classes. Uh, that was I believe about 1964. Oppenheimer uh, made a statement at the time of the explosion of the first atom bomb that uh, was done in New Mexico on July 16, 1945. What did he say? Just one sentence. Just one sentence. What has got rough? Rough? Is that what he said? No, that's the, tele- that's the telegraph. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the most important <laughs> thing he said, I have created death. Okay. And he was right. He was right. Okay, then Oppenheimer, before exploding the bomb, made a call to uh, Einstein, ask him one question. Do you know what the question was? No, I do not. Okay, I'll tell you, because time is short. He asked him, what is the chance that after, when the test takes place in New Mexico, that the whole atmosphere will, <laughs> will uh, you know, uh, catch fire, the whole Earth will vanish. That's true. That is very true. And Einstein gave him some kind of assurance that it will not, and uh, that is why they proceeded with the test in, um, in July 16, July 16, 1945. Okay, religious subject was a horrible thing happening in the Middle East. What is atomic clock? What is the atomic clock? That's the clock that's uh, the... the Organization of Atomic Scientists has that uh, says how long before the basically the end of the end of life before on Earth. We have nuclear holocaust. Okay, it is the closest now as it ever have been since uh, the uh, Cuban crisis, Cuban Missile Crisis uh, in uh, in Kennedy time. What about what is the nuclear uh, football? What is the nuclear football? It's and those the, are the what? codes uh, yeah. that, that, that are always near the president of the United States. Okay, so there is a military man always within 12 feet from the president of the United States carrying a briefcase to have the code to blow up the atom bomb. We're having a good time. Now, we're really close. Um, yeah, very, very sad what's happening there. One very quick question. Why is the Dead Sea is called Dead Sea? Because it's so salty that no life can exist in it. It has 10 times as much salt uh, in it than any other see in the world. All of the good show. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You take care. Thank you. Reed. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. And uh, let's see. All right. Hey, Lori, is one of your movies Vincent? No. Uh, oh, guess, but that's a good guess. It is a great guess, but it wasn't yes. nominated. I want to get one of these before the, I the show's to. over. I'm hoping. All right. Huh. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, this is Andrea. 
from Burlingame. And I think um, the cookie that's the top, one of the top cookies that's not chocolate is maybe Nutter Butter. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yes. Nutter Butter is the one in the middle there. So the that's three right. best-selling non-chocolate cookies in the U.S. are Fig Newtons or Newtons, Nutter Butter, and Noah Wafers. Very good. Yeah. All favorites of mine. <laughs> and also... One of the one of the ice cream flavors, I was gonna I was gonna guess cookie dough because I didn't think cookie was a flavor. I thought it was a thing. I'm with but you. Maybe not. Dana's not going <laughs> to give it to you. I, I don't it. think it's in the top ten anymore. Okay. And, but I I guess we could argue about whether. It, yeah, <laughs> I suppose cookie is just sort of a generic term, isn't it? Okay. Uh, but well, anyway, um, no, it's not that. What What about uh, rainbow sherbet? Is that not ice cream? <laughs> um, not ice sherbet. cream. Yeah, uh, no, that's yeah. Well, sherbet's ice cream, uh, but no, it's not rainbow sherbet. Okay, okay. Well, that's all I've got. I'm well, sticking with Rock. I'm sticking uh-huh. with Rocky Road. I don't know how it got displaced. And let's see. Um, jo- Joanne guessed Marlena Dietrich for the German uh, actress from Germany won Best Actress. Uh, no, it is not. Okay. Probably, and she never won Best Actress, um, so, yeah. although she was nominated. And I'm just looking at on the emails here. Um, so Peter, all right, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Peter has sent us a question. He was wondering which of these films does not take place in the future, and. Um, mm-hmm. So he has, just give me one second. He has um, Soil and Green, 1973, Soil and Green. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you the date the films came out. 1974, Zardoz, and um, uh, Alien and The Matrix. So which of those films, Soil and Green, Zardoz, Alien, and <laughs> Matrix, which of those films does does not take place in the future? Well, the, isn't the Matrix supposed to be going on now? Well, Honestly, I thought his, Zardoz was the was the past, but I've never actually seen Zardoz. So I thought it was I've, Zardoz. I've seen only the yeah. I've seen only the outfit. I've seen Silent Green. That's the future. Silent Greener people. I'm going to guess. I'll go with Kira and go go with Zardoz. Well, no, I know I'm going with Matrix. Okay, Matrix. Sorry. The answer is Soylent Green, which oh. takes place 2022. So when See, I, I was wondering if that's what he was going for. Like, it was the future when it came out, but it's not the yeah. future anymore. Sort of like the Running Man. We're not. We're not even in the Running Man future anymore. There were that. That was 50 years ago. Now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so, so he was talking about the current future, not the past future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. I didn't know. So, that. thank you Sorry. for that. Okay. <laughs> And, um, oh, okay, so Stephen is wondering if one of the movies you're looking for, Lori, is Mank. But that's, no. that's, a, not a, that's not a first name. It's not a first name. The last yeah, name. it's his last name and half his last name. But it, it, it would have been a good, we had a, a determination last week about last names, and I was only looking for complete last names. I am looking for one nickname, but it's, uh, it's the guy's first name. All right, and All right. let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's me. Is it me? It is you. Yeah. Hi, um, this is Kim in San Francisco. I've got, is it um, 
Dolce Con Leche for one of the ice, ice cream flavors? I'm sorry, say that once I more. I couldn't quite hear you. Right. Dolce Con Leche? Oh, oh, yes. I know, oh no, I know what you're talking about. Uh, but no, that's not it. No. Okay, so the real reason why I called this for the architect. Um, Brasilia, that's Oscar Niemeyer. That is correct. Oh, good job. And uh, the African Museum is David Ajay. Also correct. And he is nice. British. I think, he's, I think he's from Africa, but he's British. Yeah, I think he's Ghana originally, but he's yeah. British Ghanese now. And um, the Aquatic Center is uh, Zaha Hadid. That's correct. The Queen of Curves. Say the name again. Zaha Hadid. She was the first female winner of the Pritzker Architecture Prize. All right. Okay. Excellent. And uh, I'm with you on the Rocky Road, though. That's uh, that's all I've got today. Thank you. Thank you you very much. The only we don't have the Transamerica buildings. That the the, only the local one is that right? That's correct. Oh, nice. What we have left. All right, locals. Was the Transamerica building was that a local architect, or maybe maybe I'm you don't know that, but uh, I guess I'm just wondering. Um, I believe he was both answers that I will accept are I believe California architects, and and either one. uh, as famous as the ones we've been hearing, like I am Faye and Frank Gehry, don't know. Um, maybe more like Richard Neutra or okay. I don't know who you know. So I don't need. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so on your question, Laurie, could one of the people first name? And uh, I, I never thought of this necessarily as a first name, though I, I guess it is Cleopatra. Yes, I accept that. And that was nominated. It only counts once, but it was nominated twice, both in 1934 and 1963. Really good. All right. So we're looking for two more men and two more women and the half one, which I'm not sure about. We'll clarify that at the end. Okay. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, Peter from Florida. Listen, your your line was uh, distorted in my phone. So let me know. Till There Was You, was that an answer you were looking for? That was. That was the Beatles song that they sang that they didn't write. Very good. Do I get a bell? You do. Well, Dana got it, but we'll give you a bell too, Peter, since it's late in the show and you're calling from Florida. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, Kira, I want to let you know, I, I last week I think you were right that the Google came from the son of the the guy coming up, trying to come up with a word. Yeah, and I think it was, it was a grandson, from, but yeah. And it, and it, his co- favorite comic character was Barney Google, and he suggested Google. That's the story That's, I heard, which is the story you heard. I like the story, the Google Barney Google. Yeah. Uh, Google here's here's a here's a question for you: What movie gave an Oscar to Olivia De Havilland and Aaron Copeland? Uh, the heiress. That's right. A movie that do not waste your life anymore. See that movie immediately. The Heiress, one of the finest movies ever made. Okay, that's all. All right, thank you. So, Lori, again, I was thinking about your question, but you said they're all real people. So, in other words, if if well, I said if I said Jezebel, but of course, Jezebel is not really the name of the character. Forget that. Yeah. Um, or Nanatka, which nah. is the name of the character. 
It is a name, but there, that's a, she's fictional. But that's not a real person. Yeah. There's one, there's one, there's a dispute about whether this woman is real or not. That's the half one. I'll give you that one in a second. Whether she's are, real or not. There's a, this, well, you'll, we'll know when we talk about it, but the others are all really famous. One was, uh, just, uh, two years ago and it might've been, uh, no, one, one was nominated last year. One of the one name people, a very famous person who, as a hint, was mentioned earlier in this show as an answer to one of my questions. Oh, El- was Elvis? Yeah, I guess that was yes. nominated, wasn't it? Elvis was okay. nominated. Yes, all that's right. very good. You got one, Karen. Nice going. Yay. And it only Yay. took all the hints. <laughs> how quickly, how quickly we all forget. And, and uh, one, the, the, the nicknamed one is, I'm looking at the end, is a gangster. A famous gangster. Uh, oh, Bugsy? Bugsy. 1995. Very good. Okay. We're looking for one right. more man and one more woman. Of course, that wasn't his, that was just a nickname. That wasn't his real Yeah, that, I hated that. that. Yeah, he did. But as I said, it's the only name he's really known by. His real name was, I forget. Benjamin. 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 Yeah. But they didn't want to name the movie Benjamin. Uh, I should, but Chris had the credit for this, who emailed and asked if the ice cream flavor was birthday cake. And it is birthday cake. Yes. That's the winner. Birthday cake is the flavor. Yes. That's a flavor? That is a flavor. Well, if you're accepting birthday cake as a flavor, as a non-flavor flavor, then yeah, you totally should accept cookie dough, but. Well, I mean, birthday cake can be, that's a generic term. That can be any, any. Uh, so, anything soaking, at all. Soaking cookies by your Fig Newton question and all that. Anyway, we'll take yeah. it to the board. But the anyway, board of judges. You, yeah. well, good, good for Chris. Chris yeah. Christopher. Chris, you Chris. Go, Chris. Yeah. All right. And okay, so um, all right, let's take one more call very quickly and then we'll wrap up. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, this is Greg in Alameda. Hi, Greg. <laughs> hey, Greg. Well, this call will be high. <laughs> this call will be very quick because I, I was going to say that i mean birthday cake i never even heard of that as an ice cream flavor <laughs> but the woman who said um cookie dough i was thinking cookies and cream isn't that a I popular said, ice cream flavor i not? said that greg and, and dana rejected so how's you that? Said that i did I yeah dana. road isn't up there too i don't know who wrote this list Man, where are the call screeners when you need them? Uh, also, I just want to say that sherbet is not ice cream. Sherbet is a frozen dessert. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Sherbet Thank is sherbet. Thank you, man. Yes. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Time to clean up here. Uh, Kira, go ahead. Transamerica Pyramid uh, credited William Pereira, uh, but the person who was behind the design, most likely Jin T. Wong. So I would have accepted either of those answers. And A Situation of Gravity by Samuel W. Taylor became the absent-minded professor in 1961 and also Flubber. The films that were the films that were missing were Lenny, the story of Lenny Bruce, Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, and the one there's a dispute on is Julia. Remember, some people didn't think that. Lillian Hellman made that character up. So I'm not oh. sure. The Broadway play that was featured with the Beatles was Oliver and Davy Jones, who became a monkey, was the artful dodger on the same stage as the Beatles, but he was yet to become a pop star, which was going to happen the next year. It okay. The uh, countries where the last best actress uh, that come from these countries was born. Uh, Germany was Simone Signore. India was Julie Christie. And oh. Canada was Norma Shearer. 
if we didn't get to your call, I do apologize. Please remember that Minds Over Matter is here every, every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Our panel today, that would be Kira Pace, Technical Editor, Lori Fisher, and Davo Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dan Rodriguez. Thanks to Joanne Marr for handling the board and phones. And, of course, our thanks to you out there for taking the time to tune in and call. And have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl if you care to. And uh, please join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.